Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. All right, Nico, nice to meet you again. Thank you very much for joining. Um, late, this is the latest episode of the Week in Italian Startup, where we review um, the most important news, of, or at least what is interesting to us in terms of the startup world. And uh, we go through in details and see if uh, also the audience has something to, to add to it. So um, all these sessions are based on Nicolo, uh, Nicolo Owns uh, newsletter where he collects uh, the best news. So please check it out uh, and uh, let's get started. Oh, yeah, these, epi these episodes, by the way, are live here on Clubhouse, but they're also available on Spotify and on YouTube. So after my marketing pitch, then we can start with the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Thank you, Jack. Uh, thank you for hosting. Uh, happy to be back. So let's get started. Yeah, let's start with the money. Okay, so um, Heroes. Tell us about Heroes. Very interesting play, but I have some comments on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the news is that Heroes is a London and Berlin-based startup uh, the, with a business model basically is the is um, to acquire brands operating on Amazon uh, and support their growth. So it's a platform uh, play yeah. in a sense. And uh, uh, the company is in our discussion conversation because the founders are the of Italian origin. Uh, I'm not sure whether they are all uh, uh, actually born in Italy, but there mm -hmm. are three brothers, uh, Riccardo Alessio and Giancarlo, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they just raised uh, $200 million. Yeah. Uh, funny thing is that another company based in London doing exactly the same business announced $165 million uh, of new money wow. on exactly the same day. So interesting. What I found particularly crazy though, I was, I'm checking now the, the TechCrunch article about how the race was structured. So essentially behind it is a company called, called Crayhill Capital Management. And essentially uh, this round from my understanding is not equity, but it's more on, on a sort of like a, um, credit sort of style financing. So these guys at Crayhill in New York are specialized in this kind of deals where they basically uh, provide finance for asset backed uh, businesses. So in this case, essentially, uh, you know, the raise is huge, but we need to be precise. So in this specific case, it looks like at least is more of a of a PE kind of play, if you will. Not well, not even private equity, but more of a. I would say I, I don't know how even called. They call themselves essentially like a, you know, um, sort of boutique financial solutions. So these guys essentially are raising capital and uh, uh, making a, a structured loan in a certain sense. And uh, the idea is that Heroes actually started like with 60, 68 million. I believe on the same format. So from this kind of like alternative financing, it's very, very interesting, actually. So yeah, you're right. Mm. So that's that's cool. But basically, if you think about it, it makes sense because yeah. that money is not about strictly speaking, I don't know, market development or product development. It's about Absolutely. acquiring existing businesses, uh, creating a platform, uh, adding all of these new brands and supporting yeah. them in the in the growth. 
Yeah, exactly. It's and possible. Uh, That's not purely equity. There's something more um, nuanced than purely. And equity. I feel I feel is way less risky than a traditional venture capital investment because actually these guys are buying like cash flowing businesses and they essentially need the need the money for the so-called roll-up play. Uh, where essentially mm -hmm. they pull together a bunch of F um, the uh, FBA shops in one big entity that essentially generates in insane amount of cash. So this is something definitely like uh, interesting to to see and to see how exactly they're gonna they're gonna merge essentially and pull everything together. Mm -mm. And the the the. The, the growth speed of this type of business is crazy because if you think about it, they raised 65 million like one year ago mm -hmm. and they started like two years ago yeah. <laughs> and oh, now yeah. uh, they're opening a new credit line for 200, for the 200 million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. All right. Yeah. Not too bad at all. Uh, let's change. Let's switch completely topic to talking about mattresses. And this is a startup that has been like booming in the US. We're talking about eight sleep. Uh, basically, it is uh, it's an interesting play because they're trying to rethink mattresses and they're doing it from two sides. One is kind of the biohacking and the other side is the fitness. So they're trying to combine the two and uh, claiming that sleep is an essential part of fitness and uh, their product is something that enhances uh, performance and uh, therefore fitness and uh, health and so on and so forth. Great product. Uh, I, I've seen like uh, a lot of like US based um, big uh, internet celebrity endorsing the product and is, is pretty much all across uh, US. Uh, yeah, and the founder is Italian. You told me, I didn't know. It was it was very cool. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the reason why we are talking about Ace Leap. So Matteo Franceschetti is the founder and the CEO, and they just raised eighty six million dollars. And as you said, it is a completely different approach to uh, smart analytics for your body and actually also supporting you in living a better life. Yeah. because that's the that's the basic ideas yeah uh and i have to say they also make a great communication about what they are doing mm -hmm. they're very good at uh, presenting the products and discussing the products so it's very well positioned uh unfortunately they're only selling it in the us oh really yep yeah the last time i checked yes yes so interesting crazy so i'm looking forward to, to having them selling in europe awesome what I what I was impressed by is the pool of uh, great investors that are part of the round. So these are the 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 basically the rock star of the USBC. Well, starting from SoftBank, which uh, you know it's a, a beast in itself. Cosla Ventures is there, Funders Fund and General Catalyst. So definitely some of the biggest player in the USBC uh, space. So great validation from the investment community for sure. Yep. Congratulations for the round because very, very nice. Very good. Very cool. All right. Uh, moving on. So this, uh, let's go back to London slash Turin where uh, Nucleo uh, essentially uh, announced 118 million funding. Uh, and it's a company that was, uh, is led pretty much by Stefano Buono, 
uh, one of uh, a big uh, personality in the Turin uh, startup ecosystem. Basically, the guy he, I, I met the guy in Turin because when uh, when I was working with the Club degli Investitori, uh, and uh, the guy is is like a rock star as well. I worked with the Nobel laureate uh, Carlo Rubia in the CERN, and then essentially founded his own like uh, startup doing. Uh, nuclear. I mean, uh, yeah, it's tough for me. I'm not a physicist. I don't know exactly, you know, the details. But essentially, they're helping yeah. the treatment of tumors through uh, nuclear therapy. And then the company went public, and then sold to Novartis for an incredible exit. So the guy now is essentially doing three things, to my understanding. And uh, this is the third one, which I was not aware uh, um, about, but I knew about uh, uh, essentially his family office, which is really, really active in the sustainability space. Uh, so definitely very big impulse in the impact uh, investing world. The second is the Lyft Accelerator, which is also done together with the Compagnia di San Paolo. And then this third thing is uh, Nucleo. So definitely something, uh, something incredible that uh, this guy has been uh, pulling off. So impressive. I'm very, very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said you said it to actually. I've never met Stefano, but uh, I trust your word. And looking from your from from his curriculum, uh, he's, he's a very great guy. Uh, and Nucleo is a newly founded uh, company, and he's uh, actually. Uh, actually, contrarian. Uh, this is very contrarian because it is okay. uh, developing uh, nuclear energy yeah. uh, based on uh, of, uh, energy energy infrastructure based on nuclear energy. This is quite contrarian, I would say, because this is not something that's mainstream. Uh, yeah. Public opinion in Europe, at least, is not really in favor of nuclear. Uh, no, totally, uh, but but still there are many commentators. I I, I know nothing about nuclear energy, uh, but there are many commentators that actually uh, are saying uh, that probably is one of the few ways to carbon neutrality. Oh wow, so interesting. And uh, yeah, there has been a little bit of a stigma against nuclear, and it's gone on forever. So this guy take on the small and simple task of rethinking nuclear energy. So it's incredible to me. It's like uh, it's like uh, really like a kind of SpaceX kind of incredible in a way. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and it is also interesting that they basically they want to base their technology on things that already exist. So they're going to acquire mm -hmm. existing companies having existing technology that they believe that combining uh, can provide uh, a safe green and uh, usable nuclear energy. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to, to, to see how this goes. Also because, I mean, uh, many, uh, Italy, for example, uh, voted against having uh, nuclear uh, energy centrals. So I don't know whether, and, 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 the, and the, uh, the direction in Europe is more or less the same. So yeah. about dismantling the existing infrastructure. So I'm, I'm curious about uh the market acceptance of this new technology how will it go very interesting it will be in very cool to see like how it develops for sure very very cool all right let's uh jump to asia with the hong kong based startup know your customer uh, this is a startup that is in the in the literal like kyc space <laughs> and uh, it's uh, the startup has the same name as the vertical 
essentially is a company developing tool to, tools to essentially uh, have a better analytics and data point uh, in order to, to gather information about customers in general. Then, uh, you know, the parallel thing is the KYB, uh, which is companies doing the same thing, but for businesses. And uh, we have a big player in the uh, credit and business information sector, CRIF. So I didn't know CRIF directly. I knew about the sector. I, I never took a particular interest into that, but uh, I'm curious to see how, how you feel about it and why you feel it's, uh, it's particularly interesting. Uh, well, uh, starting from CRIF, CRIF is a multinational. Uh, one of the one of those um, uh, those companies that you don't know about, but they're mm -hmm. basically uh, deciding your life because CRIF is probably <laughs> one of the two or three credit providers in in Italy and one of the biggest in Europe. So uh, they know whether you're bad at your at your credit, uh, and and they've been investing in startups quite quite a bit in the wow. latest years. Uh, and the fact that they are investing in this type of company, uh, an Hong Kong company doing Know Your Customer, mm -hmm. uh, says a lot about where they see the market going. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in the direction of automating, of uh, implementing technology in order to complete processes that probably today are more manual or mm -hmm. more scattered and fragmented uh, than, than the potential future. Very cool. So it's it, it, yep, yep. It's cool and and interesting because in, in fact it is uh, in a way uh, modifying the business model of CRIF. So this is a way of mm -hmm. defending. I thought, uh, your I thought it was I thought it was more uh, sort of a, a strategy in order to acquire more data points. But so why do you think is uh, is kind of changing a little bit the, the structure is it because of the automation because of the algos running for uh, credit checks and uh, data points that they can then elaborate. Well, I, I, I see a lot of uh, investment and startups uh, in the uh, KYC area and that <laughs> taking nimble nimble approaches to it. Uh, so when, when the incumbent has an existing infrastructure that, you know, uh, of course you have, you have a, a data advantage, yeah. uh, but still you've been around for quite a few decades right now. So uh, nimble, nimble competitors might, in a sense, uh, create a problem for you. Uh, so definitely, CRIF uh -huh. is diversifying, investing in potential competitors and in, in additional markets. I, th I think it's quite interesting and I think it's a way of extending their mode and awesome. making it more uh, more concrete in a sense. Makes sense. Fantastic. All right, let's talk about liquidity. Um, all right, Evolvere, um, basically a company owned by Eni. Uh, we've talked uh, extensively how Eni and other energy companies are essentially doing a great job in getting involved with startups. So that's uh, the, the nth example of it. So if you maybe tell, tell us more about Evolvere and uh, my solar family. So that's an acquisition play. Uh, yes, that's, that's uh, one of the uh, uh, usual small acquisitions that, is, that we see in Italy because, you know, we don't know the price uh, which was undisclosed. Uh, and actually, Evolvere, Evolvere was already uh, a shareholder in, um, uh, in the target. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, any, anyhow, uh, Evolvery is a, a controlled company of ENI um, uh, operating in the renewables energy sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's basically the way I understand it. It's a, um, uh, it's a company offering to um, uh, manage your uh, photovoltaic um, uh, implant as yeah. a service. So it provides you with the infrastructure in order to manage uh, uh, photovoltaic uh, panels, photovoltaic, uh, photovoltaic system. Wow. Probably also okay. at the consumer level. Uh, actually, probably the prosumer is the correct way to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to describe mm-hmm. the market. And uh, awesome. the company they acquired uh, is actually a sort of community of people managing, uh, owning a photovoltaic uh, 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 panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, comprising 80,000 uh, Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite a big one. Uh, and it's, it, it helps. Uh, it has the community in managing the uh the implant uh in uh, mm-hmm. knowing the consumption the energy yep. production it's a data data company i would say i see i see I social see. data company the way i understand it of course yeah 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 interesting i mean uh, in italy we had the crazy of the solar panel a few years ago mm. with all the incentive which by the way are still up uh so yeah this is a great but, but, uh, they're, a... but they're fading away they're so. fading away yeah not for sure but you know, it, it generated a little bit of people with some solar panel. They don't know much how to do, how to handle those. So this is a great play on 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 um, a crowd which is really you know sensitive to this. So yep. so yeah, very cool. I would move on then to the uh, German company Ramira acquired Kiklos Group. So uh, here we talk about fashion and uh, management of supply chain. So um, let's talk maybe a little bit about Ramira. So my understanding is that Ramira is a software solution for supply chain in general. Uh, Kiklos special is this, does the same exact thing, but for the fashion industry. So the management mm-hmm. of retailers, the management of uh, supplier, etc., etc., etc. So. Big acquisition for sure, uh, a verticalized strategy. So not just to try to cater a specific uh, set of uh, businesses. So definitely something something to keep to keep an eye on. Yep. And, yep. Uh, interesting uh, strategy for sure. Well, I, I wouldn't say that Kikos is at the startup because uh, mm-hmm. from the information I could find, the company is probably funded around two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found uh, some information about the revenues uh, that are sh- short of 5 million euros last year. I see. So like a relatively small to medium uh, software software company mm-hmm. focused on the vertical that, that you told about, the fashion, the fashion vertical. Uh, on the other side, uh, the, the interesting it is in fact about this operation is that Remira is known by is owned by Evalston, mm-hmm. uh, a sort of private equity private equity group, mm-hmm. and this is the third acquisition uh, they performed this year. Yeah. So the the fund is investing with Remira in order to create and again mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of a platform play uh, to uh, enter new markets and expand the Remira acquiring 
competitors and similar companies uh, uh, across Europe at least. Super interesting. Awesome. All right, moving on uh, back to life sciences with uh, one of the uh, InnoJest portfolio company, Renovacore, uh, going public uh, through a SPAC. So second SPAC uh, that we talk about in this, uh, in these yeah. episodes, uh, same kind of structure, pipe structure. So uh, again, we have some, uh, um, some private oh. allocation before the IPO uh a good raise over here and uh, it's becoming popular for sure it's something that is becoming like uh, more and more popular well you know that we are in a, at least in the us we are in full uh, spark craze yep. actually uh as as we as we spoke last time uh about the problem with redemption redemption uh, mm-hmm. of of shares and all mm-hmm. this it seems from reading here and there, it seems that uh, more and more SPACs are seeing a lot of redemption. So people actually, investors actually voting yes to a SPAC merger and then uh, asking for the money back. So that's that's kind of interesting. Wow. Um, but again, in this case, uh, the operation uh, went through okay. uh, and Car is um, getting listed by combining with this Spark Chard and Healthcare acquisition to Corp. Perfect. Uh, uh, I, I don't know much, of course, about the business, but Inovacor is operating the cardiovascular disease, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the, the raise uh, was uh, $95.1 million, uh, as you said, with a 30 million pipe on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, from what I found, uh, the SPAC had raised $85 million. So it seems that more or less uh, 20 million of the money raised by the SPAC originally uh, was given back to the shareholders. So they asked for their money back. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting trend for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. It's not the first time. We'll see. We'll see the next one. What's going to happen then? That's uh, that's definitely good for Inno. Good for Inno, just anyhow. Good for, of course, of course. They're out. (laughs) They made their share. Happy people. All right. Um, We are going to conclude with an interesting fact about which is the first time that I, I hear about. So essentially, you pointed out how a law company, a law firm. Uh, LCA essentially started their own uh, SRL, so it's the, an LLC essentially, uh, doing venture investments. So probably the, the partners are the, 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 the same partner as the law firms, and now they, they are essentially using a vehicle uh, from the law firm to actually do venture capital investments. So that's a, that's a very interesting way to diversify. And to be honest with you, I was expecting like uh, uh, investments in legal tech, but the first investment they made is in agri-food. So for me, it was like, okay, cool. It's a, it's a good diversification. Maybe they should go back to, <laughs> to legal tech, but, uh, but it's an interesting way to think about, uh, you know, diversifying a business for sure. Yep. Well, I, um, so that, 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 that news was interesting to me as well, of course. Uh, I, I saw the, 
the the investment vehicle they set up as as a sort of I don't know pension fund for partners for the low firm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I don't know, but that's the the makes sense. Uh, the the menta- mental image, the mental image that I made in my mind about yeah, this yeah. this vehicle, which makes sense. I mean, um, again, my mental image is about uh, lawyers seeing a lot of venture capital deals because I mean they're, they're an important part of uh, of every investment. And you see all of these people investing money here and there in startups. So that it was only about a, a matter of time before they yeah. decided to come together and set up a vehicle making their own investments in the market. So no, for sure. They are in a privilege. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, actually, as you point out, they're in a very privileged position where they see like a lot of deals and they really analyze uh, with a certain technical debt, the uh, all the the the, the minutiae of uh, contracts and evaluations and so on and so forth. So they're in a perfect position to essentially, uh, you know, pull like uh, take some shots into the VC space. I, I absolutely agree mm-hmm. with you. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very and they, cool. Pro- they probably see. I don't know, but there are probably uh, firms that see more deals than the average VC. In the ah. case, they means they have more data point. Good point. Hands-on data point at the average VC. Yeah. Again, I have no data about this, but that's a sensation I have. So that's how how do you think like a, a company like this is perceived by sort of the veteran of the VC industry? So this is a new guy essentially uh, walking into the the market, and uh, how how traditional VCs like Primo maybe would uh, would feel about this? What do you think? Well, I, I don't know. So, I mean, uh, the way I see it, this is a, basically an angel club. So it's mm-hmm. not different than an angel club, right? I agree. Uh, it's just a, just a, a coincidence that they are all lawyers from the same from the same firm. Uh, but um, that's absolutely someone you would co-invest with or work with. Uh, because they're, they're in your pipeline. So awesome. I, mean, I, I don't see any particular issue with that. Awesome, uh, awesome. Acceptance. Italy is still very open to accept, uh, you know, the new guys on the block. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Well, of, of course, of course. I mean, we, all, we have <laughs> all been there. So we, all, we have all been the new guys on the block. I, awesome. I feel like I am still one, so. Good. Beginner's mindset. That's good. That's a good thing. Yep. Always be learning. Right. Always be learning. Nico, thank you so much for joining. Uh, again, uh, this is the Week in Italian Startup. Uh, episodes are available on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you guys can uh, want to follow us on different platforms, we are there. So thank you very much for uh, for joining.